This is an espresso shot episode, that quick break Italians take at around two in the afternoon to recalibrate, get the lay of the land, take a breath, and then get back to work. An espresso shot episode is when I feel a need to get something out there immediately because it's on my mind and relates to current events. So here's what I've got. You're not listening. Have you ever been in a conversation where someone repeats themselves over and over again, like Spotify on a free plan? Why do you think that happens? It's because they don't feel heard. But I do listen, you say to me. I don't interrupt. I let them rant. I nod while they talk. I say, I understand. Sorry to break it to you, superstar, but that's not listening. Revisit episodes seven and eight of this podcast. Waiting quietly and nodding while someone else vents isn't really listening. Waiting quietly for your turn to talk isn't really listening. Waiting quietly while someone gets it out of their system and then saying something generic like, I understand, or that's frustrating, or wow, that's crazy, isn't listening. Even saying generally, I understand, is kind of vacuous. How do you know you understand? When someone isn't heard, words repeat and escalate. Eventually, the words lead to action. I'm going to repeat that because it's important to hear. Words lead to action. And not just by one person, but even organized action by a whole group that hasn't been heard. Now, you may have read in the news or watched a video about the climate activists who recently threw the contents of a can of tomato soup at one of Vincent van Gogh's famous sunflowers paintings at the National Gallery in London. Uh, sure, I have Lucia. I don't live under a rock. This topic has been covered ad nauseum already, and besides, it has nothing to do with me and my life. Hmm. Are you so sure about that? I will pause a moment to declare my love of art and my long-standing support of the arts. I'm even an amateur artist myself. In fact, I filled my best-selling book on the superpower of everyday negotiation with my original artwork as a reminder that everyday negotiation is both a skill and an art. I am not a proponent of defacing art. So, reaction to the protesters. Well, they're just trying to get attention. Yes. For what? Do you think that was their first attempt to be heard, or second, or third, or tenth? So their message, their cause, must be pretty important to them, and to whom and what they represent. Have you ever felt this way about something? They felt ignored, marginalized, not heard. Who here is a parent? Has your child ever thrown a tantrum? Is it possible, just possible, that you missed several cues that could have prevented the meltdown? As I have many times with my own children because there's just so much going on and it's impossible to notice everything. Have you ever felt this way? And how did it feel? What did you want to do about it not being heard? Did you have any so-called irrational, even illegal impulses? Be honest. Remember, I'm an attorney. Your secrets are safe with me. 
and their actions even somewhat paid homage to Vincent van Gogh himself. The history of van Gogh's sunflowers is an angle to examine here. It was nonconformist at the time, an expressionist style that defied realism in favor of bold colors and visible brushstrokes. His sunflowers paintings failed to sell during his lifetime. Only years after he died did they garner appreciation and value. Vincent only turned to sunflower still lifes because of the wind and the rain. On August 18, 1888, two days before the beginning of his Sunflowers series, Van Gogh lamented a fierce wind that blew down the Rhone Valley in France where he lived in his cozy yellow house. This made it difficult to keep a canvas on his easel. A few days later, there was a heavy rain. He had planned to paint portraits, but he was thwarted. Unable to tackle portraits, he turned to still lifes the sunflowers surrounding his home. Ah, climate. And these were climate protesters. The use of tomato soup is also somewhat telling, the representation of putting food on the table, rising costs of oil and struggling to fuel cars and get to work, to make ends meet, to feed one's family. It's a cry for help about economic disenfranchisement the wealth gap, a feeling of powerlessness and desperation for the future of humanity. All of this is bound up in climate change, oil, the economy, health and wellness, economic opportunity. And maybe it was also a little wink at Andy Warhol, I don't know. In the face of climate change and disruptive ecosystems, is disruptive behavior surprising? We talk about how art imitates life, Life also imitates art and the disruptive climate that inspired Van Gogh's sunflowers in the first place. Disruption breeds disruption. This is evolution in action that we are witnessing. Negotiations with the larger world. We discussed this in an earlier episode about the famous children's book, Good Night Moon. These activists' actions your actions are loaded with personal narrative and with histories that communicate what? Interests and needs for themselves, for others. We've discussed this in earlier episodes too. It's all around us every day. And they were willing to go to extremes to get us to pay attention, to come to the table, if you will, to negotiate with them. And it worked. Their tomato soup protest has been reported by the biggest news outlets in the world. The Associated Press, CNN, the BBC, PBS, The Vox, The New York Times, Time Magazine, even Bon Appetit Magazine. How different is any of us from these climate activists? When people quote unquote act out, ask, what story are they trying to tell? When you act out, don't pretend like you haven't. What needs aren't being met? Invite them to the table, not just for a seat, but to have a voice. It's likely not the first time they've asked. By the way, the sunflowers painting was not damaged. My own sunflowers painting is what accompanies this episode. It's pretty coarse. It was my first watercolor ever, painted the first week of January 2022, and based on a real-life experience I had in Italy in 1992. Maybe I'll tell you about it sometime. Thanks for listening, or even partially listening while you multitask. 
you never know what might stick with you. Negotiation isn't just for business, it's everybody's business. Keep your ear out for this space because we sure do appreciate your company. I'm Lucia Cantor, St. Amour. You can find my best-selling book, For the Forces of Good, The Superpower of Everyday Negotiation, on Amazon.